Hello, and welcome to Homegrown KC, a podcast dedicated to exploring Kansas City's fascinating history and sharing stories from a church past. I'm your host, Laura. Join me today as we explore a piece of Kansas City's history. So, this morning, my mom, nephew, and his mom, my almost sister-in-law, we all went to the Kansas City Zoo. It was great! (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I did that properly, but that's an old throwback. 90s kids, you got that one. Um, We were going to go yesterday, Friday, and it would have been a lot cooler, but we had so much rain Friday night and then Friday morning, or sorry, Thursday night and Friday morning. Um, they were like, well, the animals are probably going to be inside, so we should wait for tomorrow. Um, which was cool, except then it got really hot and really humid really fast. So, uh, we were there for a couple hours and then we ate lunch. And, um, after lunch, we quickly decided that it was time to go home because my mom and Larissa were getting overheated and starting to get really bad headaches. Um, and it was so hot that, um, a few of the animals we tried to see before we leave were, uh, also inside. So we're like, okay, it's definitely time to go. Um, the zoo, the Kansas City Zoo is in Swope Park, which was land that Colonel Thomas Swope donated to the city in 1896 with the stipulation that they create a park. Uh, Swope and Swope Park will be their own episodes, so I'm not going to get into any of that today. And I totally want to do full-length, probably, episodes on the history of the zoo. So we're not going to get deep into that, but I do want to give you a brief history before I tell you all about the cool stuff that is at the zoo. So planning for the zoo began in 1907, and quote, In December 1909, the Kansas City Zoological Gardens officially opened with four lions, three monkeys, a wolf, a fox, a coyote, a badger, a lynx, an eagle, and other birds, end quote. It expanded in 1912 and then expanded again a time or two. By the time I was a kid, and other Kansas City natives can chime in on this, but it kind of had a rep in the 90s and early 2000s for like kind of sucking, for like not being very good and kind of lame. And now I don't know why, because it is super awesome. They've been expanding and improving it for like 20 years now, um, quote, since 2007, the zoo has invested over $85 million in capital projects, including the Discovery Barn, the Zoo Learning Center, River Otters, Trumper Swans, an Endangered Species Carousel, Polar Bear Passage, the African Sky Safari, Tiger Terrace, Orangutan Canopy, Tuxedo Grill, and Hellsberg Penguin Plaza, The original zoo building was also transformed into what is now called tropics, providing up-close views of primates, otters, birds, and lush tropical plants, end quote. Okay, so we did not go to tropics, and now I'm like, wish we had done that. But, you know, they finished the elephant inhabitant expansion a year or two ago, and now it's like three or four times the size that it used to be, and it's beautiful. And... So the old end is still there, and I walked over that way. I will 
probably retell part of the story later. But um, so I walked over to the old end while everybody else stayed at the new end. And then I had to run back and again, I'll, I'll explain why in a minute. Um, but the new end is really nice. It's like, okay, sorry, backing up again real quick. It's like really thin in between the two, right? Um, width wise, but that's okay. And on the new end, they have this huge waterfall and it's just really spacious. And the viewing area is way, way closer to the enclosure than the old one. I think this is the closest that I've ever seen a viewing area to an elephant enclosure. So one of the elephants was like 10 feet in front of us. That was it. He was standing right there at the finish, chomping down on some hay. It was really cool. Um, I have tons of pictures, and I'm sure at least one of those will be up on my social media. Um, Kansas City also has the oldest elephant in the nation um, living in a zoo, and her name is Lady. Uh, they only have African elephants, and I'm giving you all this information on elephants because they are one of my all-time favorite animals, so I love visiting them. And um, the polar bear expansion, which I mentioned a mention ago, um, sorry, polar bear inhabitant, whatever, that I mentioned a mention ago, um, that was in 2020 that it came. It was like October 2020. Um, also one of my all-time favorite animals. Alligator Alley just opened, and in fall 2023, the new multi-million dollar aquarium is going to open. So... We ended up going past it, and I got to see, uh, you know, kind of like an idea of what it's going to look like. It's really coming along. And one of the, um, I don't know what their job title is. One of the folks that works there, we're going to go with Guide. Um, she was talking to my mom and Larissa about it, and this was all when I was off visiting the elephants. Um, and my mom said that they are already growing their own coral for the fish tanks. And that is super fabulous. So for a hot second, I was like, really? Where are they growing coral? And then it hit me. So like, you can't take the coral out of, say, the Great Barrier Reef or wherever it already is. Because one, it's going to destroy that environment and the ecology of the area. And two, it's illegal. So growing our own is awesome. More coral is good. Like, oh my gosh, the the Great Barrier Reef is in so much danger, y'all don't even understand. There's um several documentaries about it. I think there's one on Disney. I know there's one on Netflix. So just Google it if you're interested. Alright, um, really looking forward to this aquarium. I love aquariums. I have not been to the one at Crown Center. And this is just hearsay, but I've heard from others that it's really small and it's not very good. But, you know, we just said the same thing about the zoo a minute ago, and that was totally false. So, like, this is just rumor. Maybe it's really great. If you've been, give me a shout-out. Let me know how you feel about it, the aquarium at the Crown Center. All right. Um, if you're going to visit, so if you're not aware, zoos are organized generally by um, area, location. So you'll have, like... This is the African section. This is the uh, North American section. This is the Australian section. And of the sections that we have, like Australia and... Um, shoot, I don't remember what the other two were called. And my mom took the map home with her. Um, the other two, 
uh, near the entrance. They're they're small and they're like grouped together, right? But Africa is the largest section that we have at the Kansas City Zoo. It's really large and it's kind of separate from the others. Um, so you have to walk a little ways to get there. And then once you're there, it's like a really big loop you have to walk. So if you're going to visit, I highly recommend getting one of the wristbands. There's the platinum, which is $11. And there's the gold, which is $8. Um, also, pause real quick. I just realized I never said the zoo is open from 9.30 to 4 Monday through Friday and 9.30 to 5 on weekends and parking is always free. Totally should have said that at the beginning, sorry. Um, anyways, if you get a wristband, so gold gives you unlimited train, tram, and carousel access. And then the platinum gives you unlimited access to the train, the tram, the sky lift, the boat ride, and the carousel. So... We ended up getting the platinum wristbands. First time I've ever had one, and it's so worth it. So we ended up getting on the train at Australia, and we rode down until the first stop. And then they were saying, hey, like, you can stay on the train, except we're just going to go in a circle and go back to Australia. Or you can get off here and get on the tram, and they're going to take you to Africa. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's what we want. So that's what we did. And when you get to Africa, they actually drop you off first at the elephant enclosure, which is where I got off and walked around. And my mom, Larissa, and Ivan just stayed on the tram because there was, um, um, what is the word I'm looking for here? A, a timing issue. That's the best I can explain it. Um, one of the other trams had broken down, so they were, like, rotating in a different one. And so there was a, a lag, and they were going to be sitting there for 15 minutes. So I was like, well, I got 15 minutes for elephants. Um, except I was still down at the other end when my mom's like, get here now. They're about to leave. So I had to run all the way to the other end. <laughs> it's a lot of running. Lord doesn't run very much. Anyways. Where was I going with this? Um... Right, so they, they stop there first, and then they sort of drive through part of Africa and then take you back to the station. Um, anyways, we ended up riding further into Africa and then getting off, and then the tram went back to the first stop. And when we got off, we're like, cool, all right, what are we going to do here? And when you first get off, um, you're at the entrance to Africa. Like, I guess the elephant enclosure is like outside of Africa, sort of. But anyways, we got off and we're like, okay, um, you know what? Let's do boat ride first. And we get there and the people are waiting. They're like, oh yeah, they said it'll be 15 minutes. So I was like, cool, we got 15 minutes for animals. And um, as we were walking over to view some animals... We see the sky lift and we're like, oh, that looks awesome. We definitely have to do that. And you know what? It doesn't look like it's very big. Let's hop on. And then I bet you we can be back in 15 minutes and we can go on the boat ride. So um, it's like a ski lift, like when you're skiing or snowboarding. I don't know if y'all have ever done that or not. But so it's like a little carriage seat, like um, picture um, the traditional 
seat for a uh, Ferris wheel, right? And it's on this line and it's just continually moving. So the way that you get on and off is you just stay in there and it comes up behind you. And when it hits your legs, you sit and that's it. And they have a little bar that they throw over in front of you. So you're strapped in. It's like being on a roller coaster. You're, you're safe. And then to get out, um, when you reach, you know, whatever the end of the line is, they're like, hey, are you going to stay on for another loop or are you going to get off? And if you say that you're getting off, they're going to grab onto the sides, lift up that bar real quick, and you just, we were really sweating, so we literally slid off. Um, but anyways, it is so cool. So it took about eight minutes to go from one side to the other, and it takes you all the way across the length of Africa. And like it cuts through the middle, and then if you were walking, you'd be walking all this huge loop all the way around. And you're like 50-ish feet above the air. Like I said, you're strapped in. It goes so slow and it's really peaceful when you get up there. I made a little uh, eight-minute video on my phone. Uh, I'm going to put that on YouTube a couple of times. My fingers get in the way of the camera, so please ignore that. Um, and yeah, it was just really cool. So like we got to see some horned animals that I can no longer remember what they're called. I want to say onyx, but I know that's not an animal. And we got to see zebras and giraffes from above. Um, oh, there was one other animal in that enclosure. There's a few birds. The turkey was super loud. That was kind of surprising. But yeah, just very cool. So we rode that in one huge loop. And then we got off and it had actually been more than 15 minutes at that point. And we're like, okay. Um, but just before we got on the ride, my, my nephew was like, I'm hungry, Aunt Laura. And I'm like, buddy, we left all of our food in the cooler at the waiting station back in Australia. We don't have any food right now. Can you wait a minute? And he's like, no. And then we did the skylift. He's like, yeah, okay, let's go. He's so funny. But about halfway through, my mom and I were like, you know what? We're hungry. And we get off and Larissa's like, I'm hungry and I'm getting a headache. So um, we stopped and we ate. And then we had cooled off and we felt good. And we're like, okay, here's our plan. We're going to real quick go see gorillas because he really wants to see gorillas. And then we're going to, because we don't want to walk, we're going to get on the boat because we still wanted to do the boat and go to the other side of the wetlands, which took you to, um, Af well, I mean, it's like, it takes you from one side of Africa to the other. It's a different route than the Skylift, but kind of parallel. And then we'll walk a little ways. We'll go to the lines and then we'll get back on the Skylift and just cut straight across instead of walking the whole loop. And then we'll get back on the tram and then the train and get our stuff and go home. Cause We've seen everything, not everything, but we've seen the stuff we most wanted to see, and they're still getting headaches. Well, by then, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, right? And we went to see the leopard, and it was not in the enclosure. It was inside. And then we went to see the gorillas, and it was the same thing. And we're like, okay, you're getting more and more sick. The animals are hot and tired, and they're not out. We're just done. And so we, that was like 1.30 we decided that, and I'm not entirely sure how or why, but it ended up taking us an hour to ride everything back 
and then like get to our car and finally leave. But I think we still had a great time. I had a fabulous time. I, I think they all really enjoyed it. My nephew did. There are fountains and bathrooms all throughout. There's shade and benches all throughout. There's not a playground, which I've seen a few other zoos do. Because we take my nephew to a lot of zoos. This is actually, hang on, I'm going to count real quick. Kansas City, they went to Salina. I wasn't with them. And then we've been to two in Wichita. And I think that my nephew and his mom have been to the one in Oklahoma City. This kid has been to like five zoos, maybe more. I think next we need to get him to the Omaha Zoo, which is really fabulous, but not in Kansas City, so it's not part of the show. Anyways, um, there, there's not a playground, which is where I was going with this, but there is still little stuff for them to climb on and play on, and um, obviously there's food for purchase. It's actually reasonably priced and really good. I had the chicken tenders and the french fries, and it wasn't like oh, this is all breading, like, there was actual chicken in there, and it was juicy and just really well-flavored. And I'm going to have to point this out because I'm like, this is the way it's supposed to be, and that's awesome that it is. But my mom and Larissa kept saying, like, I hope nobody walked off with our stuff since you left your backpack there with the cooler. And I'm like, no, it's cool. It's in the designated waiting area. There's a unspoken code of conduct. No one's going to mess with it. And we came back and I was right <laughs> because, I mean, it's just, it's understood. Like we're at the zoo, we're here for our kids or hell, I would go to the zoo alone. I've done that before. And I'm here to learn and have a good time. And there's a code of conduct that you follow, right? Um, so to sum it all up, we were there for like four and a half hours, did not see everything, even with that train and tram pass. Um, I feel like anytime I go to the zoo, I only see about half of it. So if you're going to go, um, if you're out of town and you're visiting, especially with kids, I highly recommend it. If you haven't been for a while and you live in or near the city, highly recommend that you visit. Just plan for it to be like an all day thing. Try to get there as soon as they open in the morning so you can see as much as you can before it gets hot bring lots of water wear sunscreen wear tennis shoes i didn't realize this until we we're on the sky lift but my mom was wearing flip-flops all day and i'm like your feet are burnt how and, and i'm sure your feet hurt how do your feet not hurt um but even without the ticket it is still walkable it's still doable y'all will have a really good time is there anything that I forgot to mention? I didn't necessarily go in the order that I wrote my notes, but I think I have everything. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for joining me for this mini adventure. Like I said before, I'm going to have a video um, from the Skylift on my YouTube channel. Check it out. And I'm going to have um, pictures on my other social media websites. If you want to look up the zoo and learn about it and its animals, or if you want to donate, which I highly recommend, they're always needing help, um, even though they have, you know, huge multi-million dollar deals and sponsors. You always need help. Um, that would be KansasCityZoo.org. I hope you'll consider becoming a financial supporter of the show if you're able. I know that inflation is, is terrible right now. Gas is terrible. 
But, um, you know, every little bit that you give, again, it helps. I use it for casts as I could around the city, taking many adventures, uh, doing research. If you can subscribe, there are two ways to do so. You can go to patreon.com slash homegrownkc or redcircle.com slash homegrownkc. Or if you're like, I can't commit to a monthly donation every month, that's cool. I got you. Uh, you can give a one-time donation if you feel so inclined. And you can do that at redcircle.com slash homegrownkc or ko-fi.com slash homegrownkc. That's ko-fi.com slash homegrownkc. You can give as little or as much as you want. You'll be, uh, if you subscribe, you'll be charged that day and then on the first of every month afterwards. And if you become a monthly subscriber, you get an item from the merchandise store valued at $5 or less, a shout out on each episode and social media posts. So thank you, Bjorn, Joan, and Gina for your support. And you get access to exclusive bonus content featuring um, local historians, archivists, museum experts. Um, if you're interested what something like that would sound like, I have two of them that are currently available to the public. One is Redline KC with Andrew Gustafson from the Johnson County Museum. I highly recommend y'all listen to that episode. Um, also up is my talk with Second Chief Louisa Libby of the Wyandotte Nation of Kansas. That episode, my patrons had first access to it, but it is and will remain available to the public at large because I wanted everyone to know the story of these people uh, and from their own perspective, not from an outsider's perspective. If you only give a one-time donation, you'll get a shout-out on the next available episode, but you do not get access to that bonus content. You do not get anything from the merchandise store. Um, But if you give a donation on Ko-fi, 1% 1% automatically goes to help fight climate change, which I'm very excited about. Um, and if you can't support me monetarily, you can still do so by following and subscribing to my Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube channel. Um, Homegrown KC on all of those. Also, please give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying the show. Um, and if you do so... Also, there's like step one, step two, step three. Give me a review and a rating, please, um, if you're liking it. And then also let me know that you did so. That way I can go check it out because it gives me joy. And then honestly, I'd probably give you a shout out. You can visit my website for additional information on each topic covered. That is homegrownkc.wordpress.com. It is still under construction, true, I mean, it always will be, but I am getting new content up, and my goal is to get everything I've done so far up on the website before the fall, before the next series starts. You can also subscribe to my newsletter on my website. It is a great way for you to stay uh, in touch with the show and know what's coming up. I'm not going to spam you every day. You're going to get an email once a month, um, probably the first, maybe the second or third of the month that just says, here's what we got accomplished last month. Here's what's coming this month. Here's what else I'm thinking about. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or episode suggestions, you can email me at homegrownkcpodcast at gmail.com, or you can DM me on any of my social media networks. If you want to check out my cool swag, Get some merchandise, go to Zazzle, 
dot com slash store slash homegrown underscore casey underscore store that's z-a-z-z-l-e dot com slash store slash homegrown underscore casey underscore store i've got hats t-shirts socks um wine glasses coffee mugs beer steins i think i've got a mask up there all, all kinds of stuff buttons magnets um you can find links to Everything I just mentioned on the website, again, homegrownkc.wordpress.com, or on my Facebook page. Thank you goes out to my very talented sister-in-law, Sarah McCombs, for the creation of my logo. To the dear missus for the use of their song, Kansas City, as the intro and outro music of the show. And to local libraries, which enabled me to gather all my research. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Seem to get you off my mind